Hey, what's up? It's the real ass dude, Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Luis J. Gomez. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who just farted so powerfully that his pants and underwear flew out the window. And now he's jacking his boner off to the scent. That's Jeff Clark. What's up? Thanks for having me. Can't wait to shoot the shit with you guys today. And... Transmitting to us from the bow of the Titanic, the bearded booger-eating king of the underworld known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. I will have to say, um, right out of the gate, I'm going to start bitching. Uh, When you were using the MacBook, the theme song didn't cut in and out for me like it does on the regular laptop. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? It's all about the Puminati, and the way they hear it is crystal clear from the iPad. So people don't even know what you're talking about, Shuddy. Well, I'm just saying it's going to be difficult, again, to hear voicemails and stuff like that. No, I think it just needs time to warm up. Like, I don't know, can you, does this cut in and out? I'm very nervous that I have a micro grundle. Nope, I heard that loud and clear. All right. But if you hit the theme song again, maybe it's just the theme song. It might just need to warm up sometimes. What about that? Nope. Can't it's hear it? Cutting, it, cuts, it cuts in and out. Interesting. On See, I think the need... first time you played it, it wasn't that wasn't the case for me. But now that Shuddy addressed it and you just replayed it, now it's starting to cut out for me as well. There must be something about the the rhythm or the... I don't know. Something scrambles Zoom's brain. Maybe it's just fate saying we need a new theme song. Is that a possibility? I didn't even think of that. Eh, that would weird people out. They, people would Every- really think they're listening to the wrong podcast. Hey, yo, baby, it's Bad Scientist. Party hour time. <laughs> Shuddy, why don't you make us a new theme song? Because I'm not a musician. So? Didn't you do band with Dom? No. No. Dom was in a band, and I was just the 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 hanger-on. Shuddy was would... a, the person at every concert in the front row, sitting on someone's shoulders, flashing his titties. That is true. Dom, I want to have I your baby. I dispute that. <laughs> uh, you know, with yeah. 99, Doc. Talking about all your regrets. <laughs> Regrets. Regrets. Man, we uh we touched on it briefly in the Easter egg, but we don't often cover current events. Sometimes if they're just so in that Puminati shrimp poo poo vein that there's well, no avoiding I mean... it. We have to. 
But we have an entire segment in the Patreon that people pay for where we exclusively cover current events. Yeah, but that's like weird shit. That's not like the top stories of the day. That's like Okay. You know. All right. Someone in the, in Indiana, you know, drove across country you mean with current their... events that people would actually care about we don't typically cover. I guess. That's yeah, because I mean you're, you're pretty populace. much you're exposed to that all week. And by the time we hop on, you know, who gives a fuck? Are we going to talk about? We're going to talk yeah, about that sub that exploded. The second that thing went missing, no, I was like, "That sub exploded, or imploded for well, sure." Last week, had I known last week when we recorded that it was a bunch of millionaires and billionaires on the sub that they were looking for, I would have. We definitely would have covered it, uh, but I avoided it for Shetty Boy's fucking news because I thought it was just some scientific mission that went astray, not some fucking. Look at me I mean, with look at what I can do with all my money. It it definitely it freaked me out. The deep sea for some reason freaks me out. Like like asteroids freak Jeff out. Just the the fact that you can go down in the water so hard that the pressure is like that powerful. I don't know. I don't care what it is. I know James Cameron went like three times deeper than these people went when they imploded. And he did it by himself and set like a fucking world record. And he's, I think he's been to the Titanic himself in a sub like 33 times. Like, I, no, no, I don't want to, the last things I hear to be clink, 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 splat. I saw some shit that like, if you get all sciencey with it, the milliseconds from when that thing lost its structural integrity to like, everybody being just turned into juice that the interior gets as hot as the sun for a split second. Yes. That is gnarly. So you yeah, just get everything is being and squished because it's like, it's like an instant pot. Well, I was going to say it's sort of like a black hole that everything is getting so like pressurized and condensed so rapidly that there's a lot of heat and friction from the atoms being crammed together. That's scary shit, man. And it's probably out of character for me, but I wasn't necessarily like tap dancing on these fucking guys' graves just because they're rich. It was like, oh, man. Yeah, they were rich, but oof. What a way to go. And I know it's instant, but like, I don't know. Certain stuff freaks me out. Like, um, is, that, is that why you didn't laugh at the meme I sent? I don't remember the meme. It was, uh, it said, which controller are you using oh. for your sub? And it was the power glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> I love uh, anything that gets a reference to the power glove. I love it. No, but like, you know, yeah, that is very silly. These motherfuckers went in, you know, a structurally unsound sub with a fucking GameCube controller. Like, what? 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 But I mean. The, the, the. Co-founder who was piloting the sub said openly that he ignored and broke safety regulations. Like, uh, he's like, yeah, I didn't for going to Morocco. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to break some dishes. Oh, it sounds like fun. Let's break some dishes. <sighs> Sorry, I thought Shuddy was going to finish. 
Um, uh, just I, that, yeah, like, so he didn't follow the safety guidelines. It's not fucking shocking that. No, but I mean, so- think about it. If you're, if you have all the money in the fucking world and it's like, oh man, I could go down and see the, for them buying that quarter million dollar ticket was like us buying a coffee at Starbucks. And like, oh, well this is, this is what this company does for a living. The CEO is going, uh, it's gotta be safe then. But I don't know, something about, even though it was like over in an instant, some death stuff freaks me out more than other death stuff. Like in that that Chernobyl show, when that one worker, when he shows up on the scene and just picked up a fucking radiated brick on the ground, was like, oh, where'd this come from? And then he just slowly turned into one giant tumor and died. And after he died, his corpse was filled with so much radiation that they had to build a special steel tomb and bury him under cement. That freaked me the fuck out. And I can't explain why, but that freaked me out. I know those people probably, they may have heard a couple of dings, maybe for a second. It was like, ooh, the pressure in here is getting weird. And then it was just over. You probably couldn't ask for a better death. You know, sometimes they say if you get your head chopped off, your brain survives for a few seconds. So I don't want to be a fucking severed head staring at the ground for a few seconds before I blink out of existence. You squish me into paste in 30 milliseconds? Ah, not leaving much room for error there. I'm into it. But it's still, I don't know, I mean, freaks me out. I don't know what it is. I don't want to I, I get it. I'm kind of with you, but like I'm so freaked out that I don't even like let it enter my brain. <laughs> like there's just no way I would be... I don't think I would ever go in a submarine, really. The only experience I have with submarines is from my first trip to Walt Disney World and the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. Which oh, so you know exactly what these people went through. For about two months. So I have no desire to ever set foot in a submarine. Claustrophobic? I don't know. Monsters. Well, Are you afraid of monsters? So, so uh truth be told i i do still i remember the subject matter of the dream i i remember quite vividly that while we were underwater a clown opened the hatch and we all drowned a clown terrible because at that time i was also afraid of clowns oh so all of your biggest fears just teamed up against you I was like, I was six, so it was very early. It was a goose with clown makeup on who opened up the door, the sliding glass door to the submarine. The goose situation might not have occurred yet. Stop that, you fucking goose clown. What What about that combo? Does that fill you with dread? A, a goose with clown makeup? And a rainbow wig? I don't think their faces are big enough for that, though. You could do it. And they're so fucking demonic that nobody would be able to get close enough to put clown makeup on a goose. Okay, so it's somebody an hides. Someone hides in the bushes on a golf course, and they have a blow dart. I am not. I'm not afraid <laughs> of clowns any longer. That's why Damn. I made sure to point out that I was six. Like, I'm, oh no, I'm not. Scared I feel like of clowns. clowns in daylight are kind of creepy, though. Like if you saw like a clown walking down the street, like smoking a cigarette, like, I, I would have a, I would have, guy. yeah, I would have a lot of fucking questions. If 
It, it, it Question one, can I bum many, a Higgy? It would fill me with as many questions as that time I saw the guy walking down the street in Philadelphia eating a crate, ice cream cone carrying a katana. Like that, that's still, I'm still curious as to where that day was going. Excuse me, ice cream ninja? Question. <laughs> I mean, that's two awesome things that have that do not belong together, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, casual guy, casually just walking down Chestnut Street in Philadelphia, eating a Ben and Jerry's ice cream cone, carrying a ninja sword. I mean, should you have both? Probably. Are you more awesome with both? Definitely. I mean, what but if like somebody at the same time? What if somebody know. tries to steal your ice cream cone? Are you going to be like, "Damn it! I wish I had a katana right now." Chop, yeah. chop your fucking thieving and you hands can, like, off. Brutally. Like katana violence could be pretty brutal, and yeah, you might send a message to any would be ice cream thieves. Like, <laughs> you don't want to fuck with this guy. Yeah, if you see this guy walking around with a fucking mint chocolate chip cone, let him eat it. I'll take your head off with a fucking katana, and your brain will be left there for a few seconds, just thinking, <laughs> "What did I do? What was I thinking?" I mean, I don't believe that. By the way, I, I feel like. There's no way to actually figure out if that's true or not. If you're like, if you're, if your brain's still working when your head's cut off, I don't believe that. You don't think so? You think it's lights I mean, out? I'm just making it up. Because I mean, your brain well, is, you know, the CPU, and your eyes are right there. So it might take a few seconds for all those nerves to die. In the meantime, you're just sitting you there saying, like, ow. Is like the idea, like your brain has enough blood when you're decapitated to run for a few seconds later, but then when it drains out or whatever, then, or when the, if the final bit of the spinal cord fluid and blood stop going to your brain, that's when it shits out. I don't know. I the guess re- that kind of makes sense in my head. I don't know the reasoning or time frame, but... I mean, let's say somebody executes you. They just shoot you in the back of the head. Your fucking brain explodes. That seems like John it's a proof. Yeah, yeah. If you get if you get boothed, I feel <laughs> like you're pretty much that's got to be instantaneous lights out. But if your head is just chopped off, you're basically you just severed your spine. So your brain uh-huh. is probably still. I mean, that's what they say. Like, you know, near-death experiences. Some people claim they went to the other side and saw a glimpse of the afterlife, saw heaven, saw light, saw something. But then the science explanation is that when you die or have a near-death experience, your brain dumps out DMT. Which, if you've ever done DMT or salvia to an extreme degree, like, I thought I was dead. Like, one of the times I smoked too much salvia... I, it like instantly memory wiped me. Like I, I didn't think I just smoked salvia. I was like, there's some weird shit happening right now. I must have died. How can I fight this? And I was trying to like climb back to real life and not die. So are you physically moving or were you just couch lock, like thinking like no, I, I was flying back to real life? Well, I was on a podcast at the time and I, when it kicked in, I fell off the couch and then I just saw like a kaleidoscope of patterns that kind of looked like, you know, the, the swirly graphics that are on playing cards, 
like on the the face pieces yeah. or whatever. It kind of was that yeah. kind of pattern, just repeating in a kaleidoscopic manner. And I thought I had the rope to climb back to the world of the living, so I was trying to climb up it, climb up it. But in fact, it was the cable for my microphone. And instead of me trying to like climb up it, I was apparently gripping it and trying to rip it apart with my bare hands. People were like, oh, take it easy, take it easy, just let it go, just just let it go. And I thought that was some sort of voice in the afterlife telling me to let go of my life and just die. And I was like, fuck you, voice, nope, you're not getting me today, death. And then once it started fading, I realized how much of a fool I made of myself and attempted to regain my composure. How was the podcast guest spot otherwise? I don't know. It was a long time ago. I think it went okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I never expected to be talking about the this sub. I just brought it up as an example. But since we're here, I mean, what about the fucking stepson of the guy who croaked, who during the search was like putting pictures of himself going to Blink-182 and be like, you know what? My family would want me to see Blink-182 today. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Did he say that? Yeah. It was something on like, everybody knows Blink-182 is my favorite band and they wouldn't want me to miss this. And I will say, as somebody who's been through some shit in the past year, year and a half, you never know how you're going to handle grief like that until you're in it. So everybody, I I know everybody processes it differently, but I would go on a limb and say this guy was probably just like, eh, my stepdad's kind of a dick, so... I'm not going to miss this Blink-182 concert over him. Well, not even that. What what could he have... What was not going to the Blink-182 concert going to do to help find... Exactly. Him? This guy wasn't going to grab his, his fucking snorkel and flippers. Yeah, that's... That's just silly. And then he starts shooting his shot with the fucking OnlyFans model. And I was just like... That's the... <laughs> woo! That's the one that was like, whoa. It's all, it's all kind of weird behavior, right? I, I think... The takeaway is that he, I don't, he just doesn't like his stepdad. Like, that's pretty simple, right? And to me, that's like not, that makes his reaction or what he did not too crazy and not too like flagrant, in my opinion. Maybe he just straight up doesn't like his stepfather. I, I think the biggest issue is his stepfather is a billionaire or I don't it's know. his, it's I didn't his mom the, and his stepfather. I didn't connect the dots on who had who. I know there was like, a couple billionaires on that ship and a couple like mega millionaires. But I mean, even if you do hate your stepdad or you like the guy and you're just like, well, fuck, I have blink 182 tickets. Me going or not going, isn't going to change the situation. Maybe I just get out there and try to take my mind off of things. Um, who knows? I'm not going to fault the guy for it, but my advice would be just don't tell people. Like yeah, don't flaunt it. If your stepdad's fucking missing on like an international, an internationally covered story, like the story du jour, ah, just go to the Blink-182 concert and don't fucking advertise it. And then don't try and get pussy. Also, very, very publicly. Sympathy pussy, though. Not a bad strategy. I mean, look, he could not get pussy. He could get pussy. Neither one's helping his stepdad, so... I don't know, air on the side of pussy. But uh 
Yeah. His yeah. stepdad wanted him to get pussy. <laughs> My stepdad, noted lover of pussy, would really want me to fuck this OnlyFans model, guys. And go see Blink-182. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'm trying to look up stuff about his stepson. Uh, I, I am kind of fascinated about this guy. Yeah, it kind of got me too. when everybody's obsessed over a news story. That's the quickest way to get me to be like, who fucking cares? I'll, I'm going to go play Zelda. But this one, this one kind of got me. I think just because I was horrified by the second I, they were like, yeah, sub with tourists went missing as it dove to the Titanic. I was like, well. That's that. That fucking thing imploded, right? Why? Yeah. Why are we pretending anything otherwise? But three days later, it's like, all right, yeah, it imploded. The the actual current event that I wanted to discuss with you guys. Oh, sorry. Was <laughs> the whole Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg MMA fight. That Zuck versus the cuck. Yeah. I mean, or you could just bill it as cuck v. cuck. They're both cucks, but let's be honest I'm here. I'm a fan. This is, this is not I, going I, to happen, I, I, I... right? There's no fucking oh. way this happens. But on the slim chance that it does, talk about a win-win for the world. Just two of the most punchable faces on earth punching each other in the face. Yeah, but... My... Elon Musk is the more punchable of the two, right? Like, it's close. I guess I hate Elon more than I hate Zuckerberg. Like, listen, but... let's look at well, let's look at the evidence. How many I of don't... us? How many of us have gotten permanently banned from Facebook for something we've said on there? Well, me and then another person related to the podcast, right? Got banned from Facebook? From, no. From Facebook. Oh, from fa- oh, yeah, from Facebook. No, no. Okay. And how many of us have gotten, I was trying to segue into that, Jeff, banned from Twitter because of something we've said. And we've got you. And Man. as I, I went to breakfast with Mark Rooster on Saturday, and I told him this, and he casually goes, oh, that happened to me too. And... Yeah. He he sent me, he found the email from them. He was responding to somebody named Charlie Kirk. Who said something familiar. It does. It's a name that sounds familiar. And his tweet to him was, you should dunk your head in the nearest toilet, Charlie. And he got hit with a ban for violating the rules against promoting self-harm. Was it... A uh, suspension or a permanent ban? Uh, like, is Mark Rooster back on there? He said that uh, he has not needed to go back onto Twitter. Once he got that, he was like, all right, I'm done. So he does not know if he can get back on or not. Uh, I think, I mean. Let's see. Oh, I think he's back. Yeah, he's on. Yeah. He hasn't tweeted since March 5th. Oh, man. Judging by Mark Rooster's Twitter timeline, he is a real cuck. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Kidding, buddy. Yeah, I didn't realize um, Mark Rooster was so political. But um, I, I will say, though, back to the Zuckerberg Musk thing. I think uh, you have to take take his tweets with a grain of salt because if you look, they aren't that frequent. So it's not like months and, you know, posts and posts are all strung together. It's like they're like two or three months apart. So apparently he only comes to Twitter for these takes. Right. So that kind of makes me feel like you should you shouldn't take him the grain of salt. Like if he's if he's going to Twitter with a take, he really means it. But no, um, grain of salt means don't take it seriously, Jeff. Well, that's, I, I I know that, but I'm saying like if he goes on Twitter uh, infrequently, it would kind of raise the meaning of his tweets or the importance of them. Is my was my thought, but fair enough. Back to the Zuckerberg Musk thing. I, I am well on the record for hating Musk. Um, but yeah, you've hated Elon Musk for a really long time. Yeah, since before it was cool. <laughs> um, I will say though, there's there's a solid chance Zuckerberg sucks as much or if not more. He just doesn't speak publicly as much, right? Yeah. Did, did he go on Rogan? I feel like he did. I have no idea. I know, I, I know, I Musk like he did. did. And he like awkwardly smoked that, took a hit off of that blunt. Um, and then Tesla stock tanked, which was so fucking weird. Like, the guy hit a blunt, and you're selling your stock. That's so fucking stupid. Like, of all the reasons to be like, you have lost my support. Smoking weed is towards the top of the list of dumbest reasons. Well, I wonder how much like Republican money is involved in that, and you know they don't. They don't want to see an SC or a CEO they're they're backing to be influenced by whatever drugs or whatever you want to call weed. So I definitely don't want to call it a drug. I guess it logically makes kind of it makes some sense to me. But well, just to uh to tease some Shuddy Boys fucking news for later. Oh. Uh if you are in the state of New Mexico. It is considered a narcotic. Well, that sucks. Um, So I I basically wanted to know your guys' thoughts. Like, who would you want to win and who do you think would win? Because I know the weight and height advantage goes to Elon Musk. And I think he also, I saw some graphic that said he does karate. (laughs) Which is Basically, like when you were in the 80s, when I was taking karate classes, I thought I was going to grow up to be a fucking ninja. And nowadays, if you look at karate, it's essentially like, I don't know, Pilates for boys. But I think Zuckerberg does jujitsu or some sort of MMA. He does do Brazilian jujitsu. And has competed. And won tournaments. Yeah, but if you have that much money, I, any win you get in life, I'm suspect about. Like, that is you that got is a, a fair assessment. You got enough money to buy a fucking jujitsu trophy. Because if you're if you're the one if you're phasing him, don't you want to be like, I'm going to beat this billionaire's fucking ass? Or he like, hits you up in the dressing room and he's like, Hey, how would you like a hundred million dollars? Okay, take a that, dive. No, that that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I guess it could go either way. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I would, you know what? No, I do not. I would root for Zuckerberg because I always root for Americans in fights. And <laughs> it's that's how it is with boxing or MMA. You know, a lot of the card that I'll watch, I won't know who the fucking fighter is, but if they're an American, I'll go for them. So that's kind of like the deal, uh, the, the tiebreaker on that shit for me. But, and I would also pick Zuckerberg because he does compete in jiu-jitsu. So he he also looks like he's physically in better shape. Yeah, and Elon and Musk I, seems to just stupidly run his mouth a lot. And then, yeah. like, I mean, that's why he bought Twitter in, like, one of the fucking worst deals in history is he couldn't stop just running his fucking mouth. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just ran his ran his mouth and it got him into an MMA match with somebody who could easily whip his fucking ass. Absolutely. Either way, um, video of both of them simultaneously getting hurt sounds pretty pretty sick. I like that. See, you, you think, but the fight might actually be lame. And the idea of like if they were to sell it on pay per view, like there's no fucking way I'm buying that. Oh I, God, I am no, neither am I. Hiring the fuck out of that. I'm you know? I'm just watching the highlights, which will inevitably be all over social media. I mean, they own the two big or three big ones, I guess, so they could try as they might to silence any embarrassing footage of them, but it's going to fucking make its way to me no matter what. Actually, they own the three biggest, right? I mean, yeah. Zuckerberg owns Facebook and Instagram, and then Musk with Twitter. Although TikTok um, might be the biggest now. I have no idea. It's definitely skyrocketing in popularity. That's for sure. But, I mean, they, they both uh, have... So they both have really dorky pictures of them being out in the sun. Zuckerberg has that thing where he's riding an electric surfboard and he's basically in whiteface. Just got like a paint roller and a fucking bucket of white paint and just <laughs> splooged his face up. That was he like that zinc think... oxide to prevent sun poisoning. Yeah, but that's basic. That's like the stuff that in the eighties lifeguards yeah. would wipe on their nose. And Zuckerberg was just like, "Give me that shit by the handful. I'm doing the whole face." Which as as somebody who burns very easily and is terrified and skeeved out by sunburns, our own Jeff Clark right now enjoying a nasty sunburn of his own. Uh, yeah. I get it. But And then Musk, who is somehow pastier than I am, that picture of him on the boat where he has that, um, that Captain America. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you allowed screen sharing, Shuddy. Thanks. I thought ahead. Uh, because this is something I can't explain, so I just have to do a, a screen share. Because I'm sure Jeff has no idea what I'm talking about. But there is, in the 90s, there was this very silly, goofed-on um, Captain America drawing. Why wouldn't it let me fucking maximize this? I just Googled Captain America weird chest. Okay. Go to images. Open image and new tab. Here we go. Old man's figuring out the internet. Okay, look at that drawing. It's the guy that created Deadpool, by the way, that did this this drawing. But this is a notoriously mocked drawing of Captain America. And it looks like his chest is a refrigerator and somebody opened the door and left it open. And this is essentially what Elon Musk looks like with his shirt off. 
So yeah, he is without, with like far less definition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's very flabby. I mean, you can Google that real quick and pop it up there on the screen. You know. Oh yeah. Good, good call, Elon Musk. Weird shirtless. Shirtless. There, the one on the left. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, very similar here. Oh no, did I fuck it all up? You did. Just <laughs> there we go. There we go. Plamp, 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 plamp. I think I think I got to give it to Zuckerberg. I think he's got it. He's the chodiest of chodes. Yeah, I mean, it's a cage fight, too. So if it was just, like, hands just boxing, I would have to kind of side with Musk because he's got, like, what, five or six inches on him and, like, 60 pounds and, like, in a boxing match. That's that's really hard to overcome. (laughs) And especially if you're not, like... Like, I'm much bigger than Floyd Mayweather, right? But he would knock my fucking ass out inside of 10 seconds. So, like, if if you're not a trained fighter and you're giving up that much size, like, you're fucked. Or yeah. if you are a trained fighter and giving up that much size to another trained fighter, you're fucked. So, it's not, though. So, like, I don't know. I could just – you remember the Jimmy Kimmel-Ted Cruz one-on-one basketball game? Yeah. Yeah, didn't, and didn't just didn't how Jimmy, pathetic it was. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel got smoked, right? Jimmy Kimmel lost. I don't know if they if he technically got smoked, but it was an embarrassingly lame watch. Like they both were out of breath immediately. I could see that <laughs> play, like happening. Like I guess I have I have more like confidence in Zuckerberg's stam, uh, stamina because he does train for jujitsu, but. It could just end up being like a fucking, just like a shitty, you know, rough and rowdy or Ellis Mania or one of those just shitty fights where these guys are out of breath immediately and they're just pretty much laying on each other. Yeah, but I think in that case, the the few minutes of them exhausting themselves would probably be pretty funny. But if you're if you're competing in MMA tournaments, I imagine your your stamina. And your cardio is fairly solid. I mean, uh, yeah, that's why I give Zuckerberg the huge edge on this one. Yeah. And the sports books do too. Did you see they had a line out for it? No. So Zuckerberg's a minus eight hundred favorite. So you gotta bet eight hundred dollars to win one hundred. Yeah, and I think I saw somewhere that Musk was like, Yeah, there I could potentially be walking into a, a an ass kicking here, but yeah, we'll see. But I mean, let's be honest. They they reached out to Dana White. Dana White said something like about how the big issue is just the weight and size difference. Which, for a silly fucking nonsense fight like this, shouldn't you just say who gives a fuck? Like, let these two assholes just go at it? Yeah. Like, if they both agreed to the terms ahead of time, like, yeah. if Zuckerberg's like, yeah, he's 50 pounds bigger than me, fuck him, I'll fight him anyways. But let's but be honest. I don't, I don't know if... Dana White's talking about like a Nevada gaming commission thing to sanction oh, the true. fight. Yeah. Cause you know, he wants answer. to like put it on, like 
that guy does what's he got going right now? Obviously, UFC the slap fighting thing is him too. So you know he's trying to make money off of this. Oh, yeah. he does slap fight too. Yeah, I think he bought a whole league or some shit. Yeah. I like watching slap fights. They're fucking gnarly. They are fucking gnarly. Yeah. When I first, Kevin, I I think we talked about this before. We definitely have talked about this before, and I don't remember if you remember this. But when I first moved to New York City in 2004, Hot 97 was doing Smack Fest, where they would just, like, they would fucking pay, like, two girls, like, $200 just smack the shit out of each other and like whoever was the last one standing won the won the money or it was like concert oh tickets stuff like that and you know, it was they would have the video on it in the early days of social media and this shit was ruthless and that's what I what what I always think about but the slab fighting thing is it is pretty gnarly too so I don't. I, I guess getting back to the whole Zuckerberg Musk thing, I wonder if that's what Dana White meant in his comments because you know he's trying to like get a piece, right? Like, oh my god, yeah, of course, of course. But like, yeah, I don't know. This this is this is one of those things that's just it's too fucking good to be true. There is no way we get this, and if we do, I'm happy to be on the record and saying nope, never gonna happen, and look like a dumbass because I I like you said. No way in fuck am I putting money on the pay-per-view, but I'm watching the highlight reel for sure. That might be something that would get me to go out to a sports bar for the night. Oh, my God. Imagine a sports bar has it, and they're, like, advertising. Like, we got the Musk Zuckerberg fight here. $20 at the door. Like, it's Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eh, I could see it hap- I could see that happening. If this actually goes right. forward, I, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm, Do you think this could could be more I'm popular skeptical. than like a Mayweather fight? Because if you're, it, in the, it would. I think it would be more popular than definitely either of the Paul brothers fights. I actually kind of agree with Shuddy on that one. I, I don't. I don't think it'll be pop, more popular than Canelo or Floyd Mayweather or. Conor McGregor, but definitely the Paul brothers. I, I agree with Shuddy there. Like I'm, like I'll buy a MMA fight or a boxing fight like once or twice a year. Like what eighty, ninety dollars? Fucking expensive. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll spend for it, but like I don't, I I couldn't imagine buying something like this, and it's just not. I don't know, there's not going to be like an undercard that's going to be sick. Like you're really watching two billionaires fight, and like that money all better go to fucking charity. Like those cocksuckers better not fucking pocket a dollar of it. Yeah, there better not be a fucking purse involved. Like, yeah, like one of them wins a hundred thousand dollars. You got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, both of those guys really seem like the type that would uh, give up money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. So. Uh, I don't usually. But it's also a pissing gonna have to be a pissing contest for you know to make try and make the other one look bad. Yeah. Like yesterday, I went and grabbed lunch with Mikey B, and I waited to see how much he was gonna tip, and then I tipped a penny more. <laughs> Man, we gotta change your name to to Petty Boy. But then. 
But then he, I made the mistake of telling him before we left. So then he threw a quarter on the table. And then, and, and so, then as you were leaving the, the restaurant, you, you yelled in, that quarter on the table is for me. And then ran to your car. So uh, I could see them doing something like that where, oh, Zuckerberg's going to take the money. I'm going to give it away plus an additional $100,000. Yeah, I hope or so. Or vice versa. That would be nice. Um, all right. Well, people, people. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes here. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Gave it another week to breathe. Let people make their suggestions, and we're here to find out who is the greatest comedy movie villain of all time. The bracket master Jeff Clark has served us up another bracket to go over. The seating in this bracket uh, would lead me to maybe take Master off of his title. Uh, discuss. That's fair. It's tough doing these, and this that's kind of how I preface these. It's really hard, and this was the first bracket. I'm trying to think of the other ones, like the snack bracket and the martial arts weapon bracket. Those were kind of tough to get to 16, um, well, maybe not the snack bracket, but definitely the martial arts bracket. And this one was tough to keep down at at, at sixteen. Yeah, and when you really get into it, you can make some quality arguments. And there's people that there's comedy movie villains that aren't really on my radar or wouldn't put on here that people are pretty passionate about. Like, and uh, someone that was left out was uh JP from Grandma's Boy, which I watched for the first time or second time last night, just to because enough people said it. I just want to like, all right, I gotta at least have a take here, or at least watch the movie sure. so I can, you know, leave him out with peace of mind. Or another one that's that that I didn't put on here that was really tough to keep off was the principal from the Breakfast Club. See, I, 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 I can't I can't believe that Judge Smales from Caddyshack didn't make it. That's another one that I've only seen like once, and it's not like it's not like a Mount Rushmore comedy for me, or I don't hold that as in high regard as you do, I guess. Not not even close, obviously. Like I probably would have subbed him in for either De Niro and Meet the Parents or Sack from Wedding Crashers. Love How Sack. either one of those two characters is seated higher than Biff Tannen, I will never fucking understand. Yeah, you Biff- don't think Robert? I think Robert De Niro in Meet the Parents is better than Tom F. Wilson and and Back to the Future. No, Biff Tannen is top ten, if not top five comedy movie villain not the last fucking seed yeah that is pretty wild i mean he was he was a villain across three different eras in time yeah well just actually more technically two different oh well yeah i guess his bloodline yeah um but either way you know that's that's how we do brackets we i mean you would think that with Biff Tannen's oh, yeah. story arc in Back to the Future 2, he that's what it is. Jeff doesn't think he's a villain. Because 
he got the sports almanac and <laughs> make all the correct bets. Jeff Jeff sees him as the hero of that story, and Marty McFly is the villain. That's actually now a good point. Got... <laughs> I don't really see what he did wrong, you know. Yeah, it's but it's tough. I know there's 16 spots and movies, especially when you're going through the decades. You know, there are young people that have never even seen Back to the Future and don't even know who Biff Tannen is. Um, I'm sure that there there are some more recent comedy movies that aren't sacred cows to us that some younger people are like obsessed with and like, wow, how the fuck could you not put this guy on? But look, it's the same thing every time we do a bracket. There's a lot of tough deci- decisions to be made. Nobody yeah, is ever going gonna... to make exactly. Nobody, it's not not everybody's going to be happy about this. And Jeff takes the heat for it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get it. I understand it because again, this is something that I fucking deal with every year for college basketball. Not me personally, but it's just something I read about. Like, there's always going to be snubs. People are going to be unhappy. You just got to fucking deal with it. And ultimately, it's like, you know, I was thinking about it way too long. This probably should have been done last week. And it could definitely be have done been done better, executed better. But ultimately, we are a fart and dick joke podcast, and we're just trying to get a conversation here for the most part. So yeah, I mean, I put I posted. I don't a picture. know, Jeff. I we've been accused of being a movie podcast. Oh, settle this down. Sort of plays into it. I put what comedy movie villain bracket? I don't think so. I did. If anybody um, wants to fill it out themselves, I did tweet it out at MSPH podcast. The bracket is out there. Already got a lot of replies of people making their picks. Um, it looks like a lot of people just are getting to the, the, the final two and not picking a side, which is interesting. Not picking a champion. They're just picking who they think will be in the title game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, shooter versus big urn, dark helmet versus Biff. Dr. Evil versus the Wet Bandits for me. Shooter McGavin and Cheese from Old School. We got another one. My pick is for Shooter. Close second is Ernie McCracken. And then Dolph Twiggler is upset that White Goodman <laughs> and Shooter McGavin are on the same side of the of the bracket because I guess that's who he wanted to have the final matchup. Well, that's how I feel. Like I hate that Shooter McGavin and Biff are in the first matchup. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's some tough because decisions. Because I know which way that's going, because Shooter McGavin is the one that fucking started this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of the better cinema characters ever, honestly. <laughs> fucking Shooter McGavin. It's going to be tough to knock him off. So let's start with the bracket. Let's start going through it. We'll just go from the left side down and start back on the right side when we're finished with the left. Shooter McGavin, one seed versus Biff, 16 seed. Shuddy's complaints are lodged and explained, so I apologize. But even though you're a big Biff fan, should Shuddy, you'd still agree that Shooter is the better comedy movie villain? No, I would not. I am. <laughs> oh, I, I am taking Biff in this matchup. Wow. Kevin, I all right. So I made the bracket. I obviously think Shooter's the goat or the best in this but i wouldn't hate 
you having some chutzpah and just voting Biff through, making the 16 seed be uh, upset of one seed. That almost never happens. I know. I'm interested. Can you do that? Will you do that? I mean, I saw Back to the the Future at a very young age. It struck a chord with me. And then as I got older and, you know, you meet more people and it's like, oh, wow. I didn't realize everybody loved Back to the Future. I thought this was just like some movie I found that I loved. You know, when you're a little kid, you don't, you know, read the room like that. So I was obsessed with Back to the Future before I knew everybody in the world was. And then it was just like, oh, okay, this is like a a huge thing. Everybody knows Marty McFly. Everybody knows Biff. Everybody knows Doc Brown, the DeLorean. And he is a great villain. He's a bully. Um... He's got. He's very quotable. I mean, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here, McFly? McFly, hello, knocking on his head. He's a fucking schmuck. Then again, I did not laugh at Biff's lines the way that I laugh at Shooter McGavin's lines. Like, yeah, isn't that? Movie. I mean, but. But that that's also the tone of the movie. I know. You know. So But again, that I'm, I'm not I'm not argue I'm I'm not saying that it's bad either way, but Back to the Future isn't as heavy on the comedy side of things as as Happy Gilmore is. I mean, what, the first like, time Happy I, Gilmore I, the, came around at at peak Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like I know. Billy and, Madison, but, Happy Gilmore, like those were when Adam Sandler was at his absolute silliest. And Biff, the the first time I saw Back to the Future, that was the first time I ever heard somebody get called a butthead. I'm sure I laughed my little dick off at that. But I mean, if you isolate the dialogue, like if we had two word documents and it was all of Biff's dialogue isolated and then all of Shooter's dialogue isolated. He's a fucking juggernaut. Like it's yeah. and the Twitter and the the shooter McGavin Twitter account carries on his legacy. Yeah, and it pretty much just that uses should, his lines that, of dialogue. That should not factor into this. It doesn't and factor into mine. Your point though was the best one, Shuddy, that I should have led with. And that back to the future. I mean, it's an adventure movie. It's not as much of a comedy. Like, Happy Gilmore is a comedy. Like, that is all it's going for. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like, Back to the Future, I guess, it, you know, it's a franchise movie. It's an action or adventure movie. There's a lot. There's kind of a lot going on there. <laughs> so yeah, not, Back to the Future. There's not really a goodies. lot going on with Happy Gilmore. Like, it's... You know, yeah. Like, but, yeah, I'm, like I'm going... If, if the shooter McGavin... Actually, I was going to say, if the Shooter McGavin character is fucked, then that whole movie goes down. But you can, you can make a similar argument for Biff. You need a good villain. So so we're, we're advancing Shooter, right? Yeah, my vote's for Shooter. All right. The eight versus nine seed, same side of the bracket, obviously, just going down. Uh, two teams going against each other. That's That's why I slated them here. It's not necessarily this, the eighth best villain versus the ninth best, but I went wet bandits from home alone versus the Fratellis from the Goonies. This is one of those matchups that is just 
going to be lead change after lead change. Like there's, you're not going to know who's going to win this game until the last second. Yeah, I think it's close. That's why eight this versus is, nine actually yeah, works. I think this is a really good matchup between the Wet Bandits and the Fratellis because they're both criminal enterprises that are pretty goddamn awful at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty stupid. I mean, Mama Fratelli, she's she's pretty diesel. She's clearly the leader. And you could make the argument that she gets hindered by Joey Pants and um, was it Robert Davi? Is that the yeah. other guy? Yeah. Her the, two, her idiot sons. Yeah. Always yeah. at each other's throats, fighting over fucking pepperoni pizza, pulling guns on each other. <laughs> Those two stupid dickheads. I mean, uh, and it's also like I can't even go nostalgia factor because they're both from my childhood. Like I definitely yeah. saw Goonies first. And Shuddy and I being so close in age, you know, I I feel like I can't speak for you, Shuddy, but I personally spent more time with the Goonies than I did with Home Alone. And of course, Goonies came out first. I feel confident saying that there is not a movie that I have watched more than the Goonies. I might be oh, with you. Armageddon. I might be with you. Just as a kid. I, I like the second it would end, I would rewind the fucking VHS and start it again. The first thing I did when I bought a Blu-ray player was buy the 25th anniversary Blu-ray set of Goonies. Is that the one that comes with like a map that unfolds and stuff? Yeah, let me. I'll go grab it. I have that. It's gonna take me a minute now because it's on the other side of the house, but I'll be right back. Yo, don't mind me, guys. I just have to hop on my Segway and traverse my mansion. Um, so do you think you watch more than Goonies because Home Alone seasonal because you probably watch Home Alone once a year sure not every year but I mean I saw Home Alone in the theaters when it came out when I was a little kid I looked a lot like Macaulay Culkin in that so I love the fact that I would go to the mall and every now and then like cute girls my age would come up to me and tell me that I look like Macaulay Culkin. But I think, I mean, the Goonies is, that's the one, Shuddy. That's the one I got too. It's got like a Goonies board yeah, game has, or some shit. Yeah, the Blu-ray, storyboards, collector's edition magazine, and then a board game. That I've never opened. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, I mean, the Goonies, I love more than Home Alone. Now, if we're talking about the villains, I mean, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Fucking Hall of Famers. Like, Joe Pesci, it's, it's, that's a no-brainer argument to make the argument for how cool Joe Pesci is. But... I don't know if everybody's on board with Daniel Stern because he never. I don't know. He he had Indeed. his he had his moment, but he was in another five dicker from my childhood, Little Monsters. He was Fred Savage's, or yeah, Fred Savage's dad in that, and Ben Savage, I guess they're they play brothers in that too. But I've I've seen if I've seen Goonies a thousand times, I've probably seen Little Monsters nine hundred times. So I've always loved Daniel Stern. It bums me out that he's not in as many things as he should be. 
because his performance as Marv in both of the Home Alone movies is Hall of Fame worthy. Those high-pitched screams with the tarantula getting hit in the nuts, all the physical comedy those guys had to do. I think Joe Pesci actually burned his scalp in one of the Home Alones when they fucking blowtorch his head. You know, they couldn't... They didn't have CG back then, so I think he actually did put on, like, flame-resistant shit, and they set parts of him on fire. Man, I'm talking myself directly into the center between these two options. So, I'm having difficulty as well. I'm leaning wet bandits, and my argument is that they're a more driving force of the plot of the movie. Like, yes, in Goonies, they're trying to get away from the Fratelli, get the treasure before the Fratellis. But the amount of regular interaction between the character, between, you know, Mikey and them and the Fratellis is a little bit less than Kevin and the Wet Bandits. That's a great call. I thought Joe Pesci did the best out of all of the people we've talked about in this matchup. Robert Davey, Ann Ramsey, uh, Joey Pants, who has a fucking just sick filmography when you go through it. Yeah, I mean, Matrix, Bad Joe Boys. Pesci has a better one, but, you know, that's that's a tough one. That's it's tough to compare the two, or it's not almost not fair for Joey Pants, but... Slept on filmography. Um, I read a little bit about what's his name? Uh, Slouch, right? That's or Sloth, Sloth, excuse me. Slouch, Sloth, excuse me. (laughs) I had Sloth in my head the whole time, and for whatever reason, I pussied out at the end and called him Slouch. Uh, Sloth, apparently, that was played by a football player. John John Matusek, yeah, and he died shortly after the Goonies. Duke of Ball, former number one overall pick, two-time Super Bowl champion, good, good football player, um, which doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but I just, you know, I have the notes, so I forgot to read them. I already have Wet Bandit seated ahead of him. I like Home Alone. I, I Excuse me. Home Alone's a five-dicker that I watch every single year at least once. Is Goonies a five-dicker for you? No. Wow. No. Yeah, we've talked about this, and it, and I don't want to offend you guys because you're passionate Goonie fans. Yeah, is your but middle? You season? didn't see it until you you didn't see it as a kid, right? This yeah, is, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, you. Then, just kind of because I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to give you an out. I was trying to give you an no. out. Yeah, is your is no. your we, Jeff, just, is we your, just wouldn't be friends as kids? Sorry, guys. Is your middle name Scumbag? <laughs> I believe no. his middle name is Cumbag. It's Michael, but whatever. Okay, so I I mean, I'm outvoted, but I would have gone with the Fratellis. How are you outvoted? I didn't. I haven't voted yet. I thought both of you. I I thought both of you said no. I said I was leaning toward like as far as who has a greater role in the the movie, you know. But I mean, it was both in both situations. You have adults going after a kid slash kids for riches. Yeah. So you have child 
murderers per, for profit. They're both pretty despicable if you take the comedy aspect out of it. However, if we're going on a pure villain scale, it's the Fratellis. And Jeff, we should point out that Slouch was a good guy and not a villain. They That's another thing to add to the mix. There's a disabled family member that they fucking but chain they, up in a dungeon and abuse. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. despicable. Yeah. They're, the, <laughs> they're villains. Like, if, if Kevin McAllister would not have fucked with the Wet Bandits, they would have just robbed the house and that probably would have been the end of it. There would have been yeah. no th- the Fratellis are are they're killers, just actual despicable human beings. Yeah, they're killers. Like, the Wet Bandits are it's in the name. They're bandits. All they do is they they cat burgle rich people. The Fratellis have a body fa- count and leave the faucets running so the house floods. Like that. Oh yeah, that, environmentally they're they're, they're they are pretty despicable as well. But I mean, the Fratellis, yeah, like, uh, Professor Chaos way. The Fratellis unknowingly locked chunk in an ice cream freezer with a fucking corpse and a body bag. They fucking threatened to cut his, they put his hand in a blender and turn it on. So he will tell them where the other kids went. That's true. If I'm being pursued by both the wet bandits and the Fratellis, the wet bandits, all I have to do is throw a couple banana peels on the ground and they're fucking toast. The Fratellis are probably going to, one of the brothers might slip on a banana peel, but the other two are getting around it, and they're going to put me in a blender, and I don't like that. So it's the Fratellis. Yeah, it's the Fratellis, yeah. I, I've i talked myself into it. I've right. talked myself back from the ledge. Although the I, Fratellis I, advance. I should point out, either way, somebody was going to get bummed out on that decision, and hopefully the amount of time we spent dissecting it and thoroughly flushing out our choices should show well, that we, least, we're taking this seriously. Yeah. We're I think if we did a vote, I think if we did a vote, the Puminati would be, I would guess, would be 50-50 on this one. And I actually think that the Fratellis would be more, the more popular choice. Just because I think I'm, I'm on an island with the Goonies thing. It's also <clears> tough, <throat> though, because like we pointed out, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. So Christmas movies, you get caught up on the old shit. If you weren't around for the Goonies and then throughout your life nobody is like oh you've never seen goonies oh you got to watch it there is an age gap for where more younger people might be familiar with home alone than they are the fratellis or the goonies so i don't know how many girls have you shown the goonies to all of them all of them that have stuck around for any kind amount of time yeah i mean i showed carl the goonies and her biggest gripe with it was all the kids talk over each other and she couldn't hear what was going on. <laughs> it's like the weirdest gripe I've ever heard about that movie. But that, that ruined it for her. Hey, those fucking kids are acting like kids and not letting each other speak. Yeah. It sounds like one of our podcasts. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving along four seed. White Goodman from Dodgeball, played by Ben Stiller. Another Ben Stiller-Robert De Niro matchup versus 13 seed Jack Burns from Meet the Parents, um, obviously played by Robert De Niro. I just thought about this, and he's not really a villain in the movie, but I think he's kind of a villain. But 
Owen Wilson and Meet the Parents puts on like an Oscar worthy performance. It's so fucking that guy is so good in that movie. I love that. Yeah. He's talking about making the fucking altar out of one piece of wood. He's like asking about his portfolio and he's like talking about Jesus Christ. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm Jewish. Oh, oh, so is JC. You're in good company. It's like that guy, like being just a cocksucker, but not like an aggressive one. It's beautiful. But I don't know. I love Robert Taylor. Actually, the, the, the more I meet or the more I watch Meet the Parents, the more I like it. Like, I think it just get, it like ages like wine. And White Goodman, or Ben Stiller as White Goodman, is effectively a one seed, depending on how we were to number the bracket. I mean, he's, he's a fourth seed in the entire tournament. So the first in this region, if we were to title it a region. So I stand by that one as well. I think it's definitely a Mount Rushmore comedy villain. Like, yeah, that guy is a fucking dick. He is good. He is a dick. And... You know, obviously, if you're looking at things objectively, yeah, De Niro is the bad guy in Meet the Parents. But he's also kind of like a lovable villain. Like, he's just there to bust his daughter's fiancé's balls. Like, or I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't know if they're married or not. But, like, he's grilling his daughter's dude, which happens. So he's not as despicable as like a greedy asshole who runs like some giant gym who's out to crush the little guys and he is he does say things that are so fucking douchey and hateable in that movie and de niro is kind of just like you're kind of just like scared of him like oh fuck i wouldn't want to date his daughter he'd he'd really put me through the ringer but white goodman is out to bankrupt you and steal your business Dude, that shit where he smells the pizza and puts it down his pants. I just fucking, I laugh so hard every time I see that. <laughs> and the the scummy way he he treats um his real life wife, uh, Christine Taylor in that movie. Yeah, sleazebag, yeah. greedy asshole, um, self absorbed. He's got a lot of great villain qualities to him that make him very hateable, and he's super fucking funny. I mean, no one De Niro, makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah. If you're going quotables, no one makes me bleed my own blood versus I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> Which is one of the greater lines in movie history. It's a tough matchup. They're two really solid comedy villain vi- uh, lines. I don't know. I'm a little torn here. I'm leading. I'm leaning towards White Goodman, though. Yeah, I got to go White Goodman. I mean, I I'm obviously... I'm also going... White Goodman. I like Dodgeball more than I like Meet the Parents. All right. Well, why drag this out then? White Goodman advances. I think Meet the Parents is a movie that suffers from the sequels. I don't disagree with you. I actually just don't even watch this. I, I think I the, watch that the sequels being what they were make me not watch Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers, I think, was still kind of funny. It's been a while, but I don't know if I've ever seen Little Fockers. I don't think I've ever seen Little Fockers. Like, Meet the Parents, to me, is like a five-dicker classic. Meet the Fockers was, like, kind of acceptable. I was like, all right, whatever. Like, Little Fockers, I just assumed sucked, so I, I never watched it. 
Yeah, same. All right. Uh, next matchup, five seed versus 12 seed. Eric from Madison versus Jim Carrey from the cable guy or just the cable guy. He goes by Chip Douglas. Excuse me, goes by Ernie, but his friends call him Chip. Both fake um, names. Both fake names, as is his other aliases. Like I think he I think he goes by Ricky Ricardo at one point, Larry Tate, like Arthur Fonzarelli. He goes through all the fucking sitcom stars. Yeah. Uh, and having just uh, recently rewatched the cable guy, you know, that's fresh in my head. I only saw it once, I think in the theater and never saw it since because that was when Jim Carrey was on top of the world. I fucking loved him. I was obsessed with him, and my young brain didn't know how to process him as the villain. Like I just wanted to enjoy Jim Carrey and I'm like, this movie's making me fucking hate him. I don't like this. That is why I have only seen that movie once and only in the theater. And it was, I remember I was visiting my grandparents in Texas for the summer and my grandfather took, I convinced my grandfather to take me to see it. And you left disappointed. Yeah. And it's the whole, all right. So it's completely different or it's a much different vibe and tone than Ace Ventura, Mask, Dumb and Dumber. So that catches people off guard. But we were watching a couple of years ago during like the last dance, the, the Michael Jordan documentary, which was one of the few things on TV at the time because it was pandemic, right? Like that was huge. And so was the the, the Tiger King documentary, both of which are huge. So that inspired us to watch old NBA finals games. And we watched one of the, I don't know, one of the Jordan Bulls finals games. I think it was, when did this movie come out? 97, right? I think it was Cable like guy? 90. Yeah. I think it was 96. like 96 or whatever. Yeah. 96. 96. So we're watching one of the Jordan um, Bulls games and they were advertising for the cable guy. The cable guy was coming out like that week in the summer and the, the marketing of it was fucked. Like it gave the impression that it was like kind of like Dumb and Dumber, the mask. It was one of those lighthearted Jim Carrey roles. So like a lot of people just like, like you said, they just their their brain like couldn't process what they were watching. Like it was, even it adults are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was too dark than I was ready for at that age. And which is why when you were talking about it on a, on an episode recently singing its praise, it's like, you know what? I'm definitely well more equipped to enjoy dark comedies. Like, I actually really like a lot of dark comedies now. So it's like, all right. It's Matthew Broderick, Jim Carrey, Leslie Mann, Jack Black. Yeah, I'll give this a rewatch. And it was worth it. I, I don't think it's like an amazing movie, but it's it's at least a three and a half dicker. I enjoyed it. Uh, um yeah. It's, it's got, it's, uh, yeah, I, I definitely am not ready to jump on a five dicker like I think you are, Jeff. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. But you know how I am. When, you know, once, I, once, I, it's rare that a, a movie regresses. Like, if I give it five dicks in the first watch, that's that. I yeah. just, you know, that's what it is. I mean, the, the, just the character that Jim Carrey created of the cable guy is. Like if you break it down, the like the lisp, his mannerisms is a great fucking character. But it's, mm, I mean, <sighs> Cable Guy, 
I mean, I don't even know why I'm dragging this out. It's Eric from Billy Madison. Absolutely. He's 100%. so fucking funny. I laugh harder at Eric than I did at the cable guy. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's nostalgia from that guy too. Yeah. From being the bad guy in Revenge of the Nerds movies, which I loved as a kid. He's not the like, bad guy in wow. all of them, right? Because it was the guy uh, from Married it, with Children, I think, is the bad guy in the first one. I think Eric might have... No, the, the neighbor. Um, Ted McGinley. I thought... No, I think you might have them... Ugh. Come on, show you. You can do it. You can do it. I'm going to look up Revenge of the Nerds 2. You're looking up Revenge of the Nerds 1, right? Yeah, I'm on the regular Revenge of the Nerds. So Bradley Whitford is this guy's name, right? And Bradley Ted Whitford... McGinley is the bad guy in the first Revenge of the Nerds. Bradley Whitford is the bad guy in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Which is where I well, which is what I always associate him with. Nerds in Paradise. Ah. Uh, Where they go to Fort Lauderdale, and then Ogre becomes a nerd. Yeah. I wonder how much, uh, there's probably not a lot of MSPH fans that would associate him with this movie first, but I wonder how many people associate him with Get Out first, which was my favorite movie of that year. Like, I fucking love, like, Get Out, Get Out is still my favorite um, Jordan Peele movie. I mean. Even though Destiny Bar was in the other one. I mean, just uh, I never—I completely spaced out on Revenge of the Nerds. Like, if we had a deeper bracket, I feel like Ted McGinley from the first one and uh, Judge Smales from Caddyshack would have easily filled two spots on a bigger bracket. But anyway, yeah, I mean, we could have done that to a region. So the Ferris Bueller was in the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're talking about an eighty an eighties comedy movie bracket, right? Or was oh Caddyshack was seventy nine, wasn't it? No, I think it was eighty. Okay, All right. so yeah, we could have done an eighties region. Yeah, because we also missed out like the principal from Ferris Bueller, the principal from Breakfast Club. Yeah, there's a couple more we could have thrown in. But Jeff, are you voting for Eric as well? Are you splitting off? No, the cable you talked me into Jim Carrey, but it doesn't matter since you two go to voted for Eric. All right. Um, I've seen Cable Guy more recently. I am higher on that movie than I think most people. I mean, we already talked about the whole Jim Carrey thing. I would love to see him in the second round. Unfortunately, Jim Carrey's on the other side of the bracket, so his comedy movie villain tournament ends here in the first round. But I accept the laws of democracy, and I had him power rated ahead of Jim Carrey, but you just kind of talked me into it. Uh, Going to the right side, though. This is going to be tough. This yeah. Next one. See, I I went two seat Ernie McCracken played by Bill Murray and Kingpin, and there's moments in that where it's just like this guy probably deserves an Oscar. Where Bill Murray is just killing it so fucking hard. It's like that's like peak acting. Like it's not even just comedy shit. Like when he's when he's like doing his little pre-bowling dance moves and he's got the fucking hair just like a mess. It's, yeah, his his side part is straight up in the air. 
Yeah, he's got the fucking bowling ball, the rose in it. It's yeah. just like, it's and the, so good. The way he overly celebrates when they're at like the end of the finals and they're like, all right, Ernie McCracken needs to get three strikes right here to clinch the win. And the way he celebrates and goes nuts. And that was before that fucking guy who went viral with like, who do you think you are? I am. Like, yeah, I, that was the first thing I thought of, thought of when I saw that clip. When that clip first went viral of that bowler flipping out and losing his shit, I'm like, that's a guy who has seen Kingpin way too many times. And Ernie McCracken is a cocksucker the whole time. The whole time, he's the worst. Yeah. I mean, after we brought it up and I saw that Kingpin wasn't streaming anywhere, I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. I I, I found, like, it's brand new on Amazon for $8 if you want the Blu-ray. I was like, yeah. I am not going to let any streaming service dictate when I can rewatch Kingpin. That has to be in my arsenal. So I bought it. I rewatched it um, the past week. Great fucking movie. Great 90s movie, too. I mean, the, the sign that you're watching a great 90s comedy is when it ends and Blues Traveler does the end credits theme dressed up like Amish people. Like, come on. Yeah, that's the 90s of the kids right there. And he it's, it's is a- despicable. Ernie McCracken is such a fucking scumbag. Like the stuff he does in that movie, the way he treats people, that commercial where he's like, like saying that he's helping out with orphans and it's only hot moms, single hot moms with kids. And he's like honking (laughs) their ass cheeks in the commercial. That was so fucking funny. Yeah, dude. Um, Yeah. Ernie McCracken kills it. And I think he, I think Bill Murray improv most of it, which is another layer of like, what the fuck, man? This guy, that's I mean, like I think Bill Murray in his prime shit. I mean, he's he was just, you know, from that SNL school. He was so fucking good with improv. I, I think that's what dro- drove Ted Knight, the guy who played Judge Smales in Caddyshack. You know, he was a professionally trained actor, and he's just there with these fucking goofballs. And they threw, from what I hear, they threw out a lot of the script while they were shooting, and they just improved a lot of Caddyshack, and that drove him like fucking crazy, as like a traditional actor. Yeah. But I mean, I I would believe it. I'd believe that Bill Murray came up with a lot of that scuzzy shit off the top of his head while they were shooting. But he's up against another juggernaut. I don't. I'm shocked. You have Lumberg from Office Space as the 15 seed. That's kind of shocking to me. I don't know what your thoughts are. I just Shuddy. don't think he's that good. Like I don't think I don't think the character is that good. I don't think I don't get that many laughs out of Lumberg himself. He's also like, not I, as somebody who's worked in corporate America. That's he's not all that villainous. He's not all that dickish with you know when it comes to things. Yeah, like he's not even that passive aggressive. And it, I mean, he is a little bit, but it's just like, I, I, yeah, I've had worse bosses for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, exactly. That's my point. Like, he's not that that bad. Yeah. Like, it's when more of worse. like everyone else struggling to exist in the corporate world in and of itself. But like, Gary Cole as as lumber, it's like this guy is like, you just finish the TPS reports, it'll be good, dude. That's true, but if you look at the other aspects of it, like he created. This guy just wants them all to do their job. What a dick. 
<laughs> but if you, if you if you look at it from like an acting standpoint, because you know he was the ba- he was also the bad guy in Pineapple Express. He created such a fucking character with Lumberg that he's a very very popular meme to this day, instantly recognizable. People always do that. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. Like he is very quotable. I would say he's more recognizable than Ernie McCracken and Kingpin because from what I hear, Kingpin bombed when it first released, I think, and then found a cult following, which could also be the same case for Office Space. I don't know if Office Space was necessarily a box office hit, but is 100% you know, a, a cult icon. So maybe they're both in the same boat there. I don't know. But I would I would venture a guess that more people have seen Office Space than have seen Kingpin. Yeah, but I would also challenge someone to watch them both and tell me who do you think is the better comedy villain? To me, it's like if you did a poll, I think I think Bill Murray wins eighty five percent of the the poll or the voters. I think it's a landslide victory. And I think there's a couple names, maybe the next two matchup uh, names you would put ahead of, you'd put Lumberg ahead of them. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. But like, who in this bracket, like if I were to match Lumberg up with them, who would you, who would you think he beats? Like, do you take Lumberg over Jim Carrey from the, or the cable guy? In that instance, yes. But, you take Lumberg over De Niro too, probably, huh? Yeah. You, didn't, you guys both seem kind of lukewarm at best on Ben De Niro. After this discussion, though, I am voting Ernie McCracken. I mean, the, the same things that uh, kind of we just said about Lumberg is kind of true about Jack Burns also. Like, He's fucking terrifying, yes, but he's just a dad making sure that the idiot that his daughter brought home is not up to no good. Like maybe yeah, he goes a little too far. Is, yeah. But he's not it's not like a situation like White Goodman or Ernie McCracken where they're just scumbags to be all around. Yeah. I mean, Ernie McCracken is like, a scumbag of the highest order. So, like, yeah, it's it, got to be. It's maybe, gotta be like, definitely, you know, there's redeeming qualities to Jack Burns, and you would think that not in the office. There's something de- halfway decent about Bill Lumberg, too. But I mean, Bill Murray, he's gone for a huge part of Kingpin. Like, Kingpin is longer than I remember it being. I think it's, like, close to two hours, and there's a massive chunk yeah. of the movie where he's just MIA. So like, so like, they're more focused on Randy Quaid, right? Yeah, Rand, the the relationship between Randy Quaid and uh, who was fucking phenomenal in that movie, by the way, and Woody yeah. Harrelson and Vanessa Angel. Like, if you like on the Blu-ray, Bill Murray is not mentioned and he is not shown. It's the three of them on the cover. But again, my mm-hmm. vote is still for Bill Murray. So it's mine. All right, I ran into this guy a little bit late, but 
Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder, played by Tom Cruise, is one of my favorite characters of all time as well. And he's going against someone, a villain who I, I think belongs, but maybe, maybe not. And maybe you guys will have uh, differing opinions on this, but Sack from Sack Lodge from Wedding Crash was played by Bradley Cooper. One of the Puminati put him on my radar or um, said that I should consider him for the bracket. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I had no pushback. I love this character. I think he's a fucking, he's a fucking jerk off. He is, but at the same time, you could, there's a case to be made that Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are the villains of the movie because they're crashing weddings and like leeching onto this family. Like, so Sack is, uh, he's a douchebag, but he's not, Fucking with people who belong there. Or is Will Ferrell the villain of that movie who goes to funerals to try and get pussy? Well, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, he's one of the villains. Um, But I think Sack admitting to cheating on uh, Rachel McAdams, like kind of ups his his shitty uh, character. He was a total douchebag, non-redeemable human being. Like any other situation, he would absolutely be a villain. But again, they're they're not wedding invitees, and he's being a dickhead to them because they're older guys. Like they they have no business being there. Like That's if they true. weren't there, he wouldn't be a dick to them. I mean, obviously, but when's yeah. the last time you guys have seen Tropic Thunder? I can tell you the exact date because I have it logged in my letterbox D. Um, I absolutely fucking love Tropic Thunder. I last watched it January 8th of this year. Hot take. When that movie came out, Pineapple Express had also come out around that time. I liked Tropic Thunder more than Pineapple Express. I don't know if that's I don't, too hot of a take. They're both really good movies, but I think I have Pineapple Express higher as well. It's almost Pineapple like Pineapple Express. It's at, like different after kinds. Rewatches has become better, I think. Yeah, and they're they're like different. Pineapple Express, while it's you know it has its silly and over the top moments, it's more low key humor and. Correct. The jokes in Tropic Thunder are just beating you over the head with a sledgehammer. I mean, it's still great and belongs in any conversation about, you know, great R-rated comedies. But yeah, I I do like Pineapple Express more. But Tom Cruise as Les Grossman, I don't remember who said it, but somebody in a recent conversation didn't even know that that was Tom Cruise. It was yeah. such a fun cameo. Yeah. Like the big fake hairy forearms, the ludicrous dance, the the stuff he shouts into phones, like telling people to fuck their own faces and just I don't yeah. know. It the less gross. Every now and then Tom Cruise awesome. will come out with something that or like he'll play a role or he'll do something where it's like, you know, this guy is just through and through fucking cool. Yeah. Like he's not just a Maybe not. I don't. 
cheesy isn't the word that's appropriate, but let's just go with it for a second. He's not just like a, a cheesy blockbuster, like actor, like that guy can do comedy. He can do whatever. Like he's fucking awesome. And just like having that on his filmography, like when you scan his filmography and you see that, it's like, oh yeah, like he did kill it as that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's you see like Top Gun Maverick, you see Mission Impossible, and it's like Tropic like Tropic Thunder, fuck yeah, he killed that. That was awesome. And if we go back to dissecting the villain's despicable nature, there was a point in time where they were gonna let Tug Speedman die in a fucking, I don't know, jungle drug camp so they could get buy private jets off of the, the life insurance payout. <laughs> yeah, he was going to fucking let Ben Stiller die. What a dick. Um, uh, back to, or about Tropic Thunder, the older I get, the more impressed I am with the fact that they went and they put Robert Downey Jr. on blackface. And nominated I him mean, for an Oscar. Yeah, they had the guy playing Al, Al Pacino or whatever, right? Like, the first time he read it, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when they explained it to him, he's like, okay, all right, we'll do it, yeah. you know? But still, it's like, just having the audacity to, like, write that. No, what was it? A, did Ben Stiller write that movie? And Justin, He directed it, He right? directed it, and he wrote it with Justin Thoreau. <laughs> oh, man, that's... A, that's a classic, I think. Yeah. So we, we're, I mean, we're all putting Les Grossman in there, and just the yes, line sir. where he's like, when when they're all like lost in the in the wilderness, he's like, "Hey, why don't you just drink some of fucking Al's ass water or whatever he's got?" So he's promoting his booty sweat energy drink. <laughs> I love the like. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Les. I know we're uh, talking about Robert Downey Jr., but Les Grossman advances for sure. Um, Bradley Cooper sack from Wedding Crashers might be one like a top five Bradley Cooper role, like most memorable, right? Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was the first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, it was for me too. Anyways, um, three seed Doctor Evil from Austin Powers, Gold Member, whatever. Um, versus another evil genius in a spoof movie. Dark Helmet, played by Brick Moranis in Spaceballs. Growing growing up, I watched so many fucking Mel Brooks movies. That's like a big part of my childhood. Yeah. So I had to get at least one of there. I had Hedley Lamar on here up until like I sent you guys the bracket. I was like, all right, I'll get Biff in there. I can't have... I can't have two 70, 70s move, comedy movie villains in there. And I think Hedley Lamar from Blazing Saddles would go over most people's heads. Or I don't know. I feel like a lot of people haven't actually watched Blazing Saddles. I mean, when's the last time you've seen Blazing Saddles? Oh, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched Spaceballs, but I, I've I've seen Spaceballs way more times than I've seen... It's probably my most watched Mel Brooks movie. It is 100% my most watched Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, me too as well. Um, but I did watch far too much Blazing Saddles than I should have when I was like 10 years old. 
<laughs> I've only seen Blazing Saddles once, and that was within oh, the last 12 years. Wow. It's it's funny when you think about that, like how far Hollywood or entertainment has come. You know, I don't I don't I, I save the woke cancel culture takes to my fellow writers. I give them uh, that's more their beat, but it's like when you it's funny that that movie hasn't even really like they haven't even tried to cancel it. Right. I think a big, you know, a big reason is like fucking Richard Pryor and fucking Mel Brooks, a Jew sat there and wrote it together, you know? Yeah. So and it's, it's, like, it's also tough to cancel a comedy from 74. Like everybody knows that times sure. have changed. That's like one of the biggest examples people use when talking about the change and what's acceptable to make jokes about and all that. It's like, oh, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. I feel like people were saying that in the fucking 90s. Oh, yeah. They were probably saying that in the 80s. Like my that father, movie is very irreverent. My father introduced that to me, and he was like, they can't even make this now. Like, seriously, when I was like 10 years old. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, but yeah, back to the brand. Anyways, Dark Helmet... Spaceballs kicks ass. Like a fucking movie rules. Dark Helmet rules in it, or uh, Rick Moranis rules in it, but Dr. Evil is pretty iconic. And his fucking, his like evil genesis or like origin story monologue. Me and my brother were talking about this at breakfast is one of the funnier things in uh, like comedy movie Kevin. history. I'm here. It's... He's jerking off. No, I think gotta pick his nose. I think a a butterfly in South Africa flapped its wings and knocked my webcam out. There we go. We're back. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Well, when Doctor Evil is saying like, "Yeah, my father used to make outlandish claims," like he invented the question mark, like that sentence, that line is really one of the funniest in movie history. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I fucking love that. When Austin Powers came out, you could not escape anybody in public doing an impression of Dr. Evil, of doing an impression of Austin Powers himself. And then the sequels come out and everybody's doing Fat Bastard. You know, when did in my come? belly. Exactly. Like, it was Mini-Me the second one, right? No, he was in all of them. I think. Oh, was he? Okay. So, like, I know everybody kind of burnt themselves out just doing too much with the impressions, watching it too much. But you have to look at stuff objectively. Like if if the greatest song in the world, in history, comes out and everybody listens to it and they're just like, man, what an incredible fucking song. This rules. And you listen to it a thousand times a day and then two months later you're burnt out on it. That's kind of your fault and not the songs. You know? That's kind of like how I feel about Kashmir. Yeah, one of the greatest songs ever. I listen to it far too many times. For yeah. And I feel like in 2007 I've, to 2008, when I was in high school, I watched Austin Powers too much. I quoted it too much. Everybody around me quoted it too much. And I think around the same time, everybody just got burnt out on it. But like I just said, that's our fault, not the movie. Austin Powers, objectively, very, very funny, well-written, well-paced. It's a great James Bond you know, parody. And you're putting it up against another great parody. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Doctor Evil. Same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm with you. We're, like if, we're voting through Dr. Evil. If we were all at my place right now and we were like, all right, let's watch a movie. It's between Austin Powers and Spaceballs. I'd say Spaceballs. I agree, I think. But I got to vote for Dr. Evil. I didn't know we were going to go with that, yeah. I got to vote for Dr. Evil. All right, let's let's cruise because we're we're running pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I've lost track of time. So, so much fun here. All right. Um, Pat Healy from Something About Mary, played by Matt Dillon. Just another just through and through scumbag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the sixth seed facing Dean Pritchard of Old School, a.k.a. Cheese, played by Jeremy Piven. Cheese. Um, it's clear Cheese is a villain here, but I I liked a couple of the arguments Shuddy made where it's like, I do kind of see the villain's point. And this is one of them that I, I, you know, like, there shouldn't be a fraternity of grown men in college. <laughs> like, that shouldn't be a thing, really. You yeah. know? And his way of going about it was fucking lame, for sure. That's what makes him a villain. But, like, uh, is he wrong? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I mean, he is the dean. It falls on him yeah. if there's a fucking yeah. a frat of middle-aged guys running, causing fucking chaos on campus. I mean, one of their stunts, like, essentially yanked that fucking fat black guy's dick off. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's another cheesy argument, but it's kind of unfair to, like, the students that are paying the tuition and these fucking guys just rent a house next to campus, like, trying to fuck all the girls they're paying tuition to try to fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, damn. Like, I, Old schools to me is a Mount Rushmore comedy. Fucking love it. But yeah. um in terms of like I don't know, cheese as a villain, like he's not that big of a villain and well, I mean he he becomes a big villain, but I don't know. I he's think Shay's previous he's, arguments work. He starts out just trying to do his job. Like yeah. just and he gets pushed to the edge by their antics. But he does <laughs> he, he does him when he was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, he he is like in a place of authority, come face to face with the people that bullied him when he was a kid. So of course he's going to abuse his power, but he also is kind of cunty to other people in the movie, like that that girl that secretly records him that ends up being like the thing that lets the good guys win. Like he was a total fucking schmuck to her, and you know she never bullied him. That's true. Yeah. So he did. He was out of line, um, which you, ha, you have to be, because if if you're pretty much just making your case, you're not that great of a villain. You have to go above and beyond and be a dickhead. And he was a dickhead, but is he a bigger dickhead than Pat Healy in Something About Mary, who abuses the mentally handicapped and uh? Basically tries to bone her under very, very, very false pretenses, enough to the point where he gets fucking giant chiclet teeth put in. And I mean, you could make an argument that all the other characters on this bracket, like you can make. I mean, it's like him and Ernie McCracken as like the worst humans on this thing. I would think. You know, they are pretty much Wait, willing to do anything to get their ends whatever they're after yeah. they, there's no low they won't stoop to 
And there's never a part, I can't remember a part in something about Mary where you're like, you know what, Pat Healy's not that bad. <laughs> he fucking sucks the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, he so. sucked so hard that when I saw that movie as a kid, there was residual hatred that followed Matt Dillon into other movies. Like, I was still pissed at that character for what Matt Dillon did in Something About Mary. Oh, yeah. Well, Which then is- Matt Dillon follows it up with an equal, with a much less funny but even scummier role in Wild Things. Yeah, that's true, too. I really only remember the threesome scene in Wild Things. There's it's actually a pretty good movie if you go back and rewatch it. I might have to. But I guess here... All right, so we're putting Pat Healy through? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, sir, going back to the left side, Shooter McGavin, one seed, advanced on to play nine seed, the Fratellis. Um, this is, I think, the part where we could start cruising through because yeah. we've laid out all of our arguments for all the characters. Yep. I'm going Fratellis. I mean, interesting. I'm going Shooter. All right, I'm going Shooter, too. Um, I think, I mean, the Fratelli's beating the Wet Bandits was a toss-up, and you struggled the whole time with that, Shuddy. Yeah, uh, but after talking to them about what villains they actually are, that's why I was I confidently chose them that time. You got the momentum, too, and then you think they're going to take down Shooter, but I mean, Kevin well, yeah, the I other mean, way. Shooter McGavin didn't put a kid's hand in a blender. How So how bad really was he? He might have if that was if that was standing between him and the gold jacket. That's true. I mean, yeah, he, he did definitely. He did steal the house from Happy Gilmore's grandma. He fucking kicked an old that lady out on her ass to get to get what he wanted. That is true. Just like there's nothing more synonymous with dickhead <laughs> golfer than Shooter McGavin. Like he just like. If someone like explained the guy played him as Christopher McDonald, they explained to him the role and he fucking nailed it. Like just kind of like Bill Murray with like dickhead bowler. It's yeah. like the same like execution. I, mean, I don't think anyone could have done it better. And it it's kind of crazy that that's really all I know that guy for. Yeah. And I'll admit part of my Fratelli pick was rooting against the uh the guy who took out Biff Tannen. Interesting. Letting some spite uh, have a say in the bracket. Mm-hmm. Kind of how I rooted for the Chiefs in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Shut the fuck up. Same, same type of thing. Hey, you beat the shit out of us by like 40 two weeks prior. Anyways, White Goodman, four seed versus Eric. Eric, five seed from Billy Madison. This is toss-up as a toss-up gets. Yeah, I don't I'll know if it's my just, original read. I'll go White Goodman, but yeah, I think it's. I think here I just have to go with which one I've seen more, and that would be Billy Madison. So I'm going. With well, Eric. sorry, go ahead. No, that was you're, it. You're just, taking Eric. Yeah. See now, but I'm applying my argument to Eric. In the meantime, the only thing that qualified Billy Madison to come for his job is that he was. Nepotism, son. Yeah, nepotism. So, of you know, did he go the wrong way about it? But was he, yes. But was he justified in his feelings? That's a fucking lootly. It's White like if Goodman you were was just a, for 
I was going to say, if you're rooting for Karen Culkin the whole time in succession. <laughs> like, yeah, like... <laughs> you don't really... You should, you should not have the company under no pretense. Like, yeah, Eric's a dick, but we're running a business here, man. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking idiot kid has to fucking go through all the grades of high of school because he's such a fuck up and an idiot. Like, come on. It should have, his, Eric's job should have never come down to that fucking academic Olympics. Like, it never, like, should have never, like, I, I don't know why when he, that was suggested to him, he was just like, I am the fuck out of here. I am going, somebody will hire me. Like, I have enough experience. I don't need this. Like, um, I will but, give I will give but, Eric credit. He did bounce back quickly after becoming fully engulfed in flames trying to bake a pie. <laughs> I uh, I think White Goodman is the bigger asshole. All right, there you have it. White Goodman advances. Nice. All right. Um, over on the other side, Ernie McCracken, played by the legend Bill Murray, versus Les Grossman, played by uh, an equal legend Tom. Tom Cruise. This is tough. I, again, I have, I have Ernie as the number two seed, and I've said that Ernie McCracken might be, Bill Murray as Ernie McCracken might be one of the greatest comedic performances in movie history. Like, I have that. I got John Goodman as Walter from Big Lebowski, where it's just like their laughter per on screen, per minute on screen is just so high. That ratio is so fucking high. Yeah. I'll go Ernie McCracken to advance through. Yeah, me too. That has it, but what are you what are you thinking here, Shuddy? I'm also thinking Ernie McCracken. Fair enough. Dr. Evil versus Pat Healy. Um just as the day moves further, uh Dr. Evil three seed, Pat Healy, something about Mary, six seed. I just have been thinking more and more about Pat Healy and something about Mary. I haven't seen it in very, in maybe a couple of years, but the longer I think about that character in that movie, the more I think it's just a perfect dickhead that guy is. And I think I'm going to go against my pre-bracket ranking, and, and I'm going to go Pat Healy here. Shuddy, what wow. are you thinking? I am going to go with Dr. Evil for all the reasons we picked him last time. I mean, he is. He's the more iconic of the villain of those two. And he is no, after point. world domination. So his schemes have, uh, have, yeah, have higher stakes than just Matt Dillon trying to fuck somebody. But he is sleazy. Right. Mm. Yeah, I got to go Dr. Evil. So we went chalk the whole way through. All my one seeds would have would have advanced to the final four here but we'll go sheer mcgavin uh versus white goodman one versus four seed i mean that's easy for me it's shooter shuddy what are you thinking i mean i'm i yeah, it's shooter. I can't. I was trying to find a way to talk myself into White Goodman, uh, but I can't. Yeah, I think the only thing would be the acting. Even though I, 
all everything I said about Christopher McDonald just killing it in this role, but like you just say that like White Goodman's character was zanier and built Ben Stiller did a better job, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I know it's it's tough to think about, but picture Ben Stiller as Shooter McGavin. As much as I love Ben Stiller, as iconic as he is, nobody could have played that role but Christopher McDonald. It's almost like he was born to play. But, fucking Bill Murray, though, a notorious golfer himself, and he he pretty much was a douchier shooter, McGavin, as Ernie McCracken. I feel like he could, but, but your point is as well, man. I, I, I hear you. Um, two seed on the right side, Ernie McCracken versus three seed, Dr. Evil. Can we get an upset here? Kevin, what I'm do you going doctor. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Well, hey, go ahead. Now, if you have a if you have a, a take, fire away. Doctor Evil is the, you know, is is the pick here for me. He's the bigger of the two villains. He there's more at stake if he gets his way than if Ernie wins. Uh and he's a shitty dad. He's a shitty dad. <laughs> We haven't even touched on that. Like he's a shitty no, absentee father who all his I mean, son just wants is his love and, you know, say that he's proud of him, but nope. Dr. But, Evil is more concerned. It's so self-absorbed. He just wants Seth Green to follow in the family business, which is evil. And Seth Green doesn't want to be evil. So he would love him if Seth Green was more open to the family business. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Parents' love should not be conditional on if you go into the family business or not. No, I'm just saying it was available. Like, Dr. Evil wasn't completely emotionally cut off. He just, you know. Kevin's not into paving and excavating, but his family loves him just fine. Yeah, do they? I'm just Maybe. Uh, Some of them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Some of Kevin's family loves him. That's fair. That's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Managing expectations here. But Probably. I'm gonna have I'm All splitting right, we... I'm splitting from Shuddy. I'm going Ernie McCracken. Oof. I feel I like love, if you I gave if you gave Ernie McCracken the resources of Dr. Evil, he probably would try to take over the world. Yeah, he just didn't have that much uh, bandwidth or infrastructure. You yeah. give him a number two. He yeah, he just uh, got distracted by bowling and milfs. You take those distractions away. That's the only thing separating him from Doctor Evil. Yeah, I'm I'm on Ernie McCracken because again, I think that's two of the uh, or I think that's one of the, the greatest comedic performances ever. So it's Ernie McCracken versus Shooter McGavin. Start to mix. Going head to head. That's interesting how that worked out. Yeah, two sports villains. Yeah, two sports villains. Um, again, I'm, I, I, you know, just uh, regurgitate what I've already said. Bill Murray, I think, puts on one of the greatest acting performances. So does Shooter McGavin, I guess. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off. I will pick an upset, even on my own. 
uh, rankings. And I'll go Ernie McCracken over Shooter McGavin here. Interesting. Um, Shuddy, what's your take here? Who do you pick in between Shooter McGavin and Ernie McCracken? Ooh. These are not either of the two I would have had at the end if I had my way. Hmm. Who who do you have in the end? I mean, I think Biff for sure. Uh and that's probably just back to the future bias. Uh, but when I looked at it, my quick thing was Biff and Dr. Evil. Interesting. Dr. Evil went to the final four, at least. So I would have to say that I'm going to go with Shooter McGavin. Oof. Well, I wanted to go to you first, Shuddy. I thought I thought there was a chance Kevin would be the swing vote here to end the comedy movie villain bracket. Who's the champion, Kevin? I mean, I I'm in a weird position where I've seen both movies recently. The best uh, position. So let's see. Okay, Happy Gilmore. I watched. This month, June 11th, and then I, I watched Kingpin like last week. So I watched both of these movies within two weeks of each other. They're both still for, pretty fresh in my head. But I, I got to hmm, gotta go with Shooter. Like there's a different element in the slime aspect of both of these sleazy characters. And it's tough. This is a really tough call. I feel like you like putting Biff as sixteenth seed was kind of weird, but having Shooter and Big Earn as one and two was pretty spot on. And it's just I get happier seeing Shooter on screen. He's just a really fun villain. He's more fun than Bill Murray is. Bill Murray is like uncomfortably slimy and Shooter is like fun slimy. So I think that just gives him the slight edge as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So Shooter. There is parts of Ernie McCracken where it's like, ah, man, you suck. Yeah. All right. Well, we did it. This came, this actually just. Shooter McGavin came from a discussion on is Shooter McGavin the best comedy villain and through tough research and brackets and a pretty lengthy, heavy discussion, <laughs> Shooter takes it. He finally got that gold jacket he's been after. I hope he's proud of himself. All right, well, thank you, Jeff. That was some great work. Well, As thank you. I'm sure there are some people that are bummed out that somebody is left out of the bracket at some point, but let's be honest. Would it have affected the final outcome? Anybody who was left off, were they going to beat Shooter? Were they going to beat Big Earn? Probably not. So we got there. That's well said. We did it. Um, so 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you to everybody in the Puminati. If you need more MSPH in your life, please check out our Patreon. It's a huge help. It supports us. It keeps the show going. It's probably the only reason the show is still going. And if you've never peeked behind the iron curtain of the paywall, take it for, take it for a spin. Take it for a $5 spin because there's, I think we're getting close. Got like maybe a couple months away from our 300th Patreon episode. We've got, we're in the, the throes of the third season of Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition. So tons of great stuff to consume on the $5 tier. $10 tier has all of our one-off shows and a few more of our combined tri poofecta efforts. So patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Yeah. Support the underdogs for once. Let us have a little piece of pie, huh? Eh? You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for Records. And at MSPH Podcast. If you would like to see these episodes and not just hear them, youtube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. And if you're a sports junkie and you enjoy gambling, Check out Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Yeah, probably going to cover the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, this week. Oh, I'm not boy. sure. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's one of the least exciting uh, golf tournaments all year. That's why I'm lukewarm on uncovering it or discussing it. But NFL is right around the corner, so be doing some previews uh, in the next month or two. I'll starting those up, so check it out. Yep. There you go, my friends. Thank you again for listening. Shuddy, sounds like you got something on your mind. I almost yep. went for it. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it for him right now. Jeff Clark's safe pick of the NFL season is Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I'm just letting everybody know that that's where Jeff's gonna land. That's the safe pick. Okay. They'll probably be in it. Well there you have it, friends. Thank you for listening, but until next time. Something! Boopity boop 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 Okay. That sounds decent. I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. Oh yeah. In the buttocks. Oh, come on, Zoom. Launch meeting. I dare you. Oh, God, I look fucking chubby. Meow, 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 meow. Or go next weekend. Like the, week, the weekend that this weekend? No. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's either because the Misfits is a mom weekend. Yeah, or you yeah, can go over. Or you can go over to, uh, Sunday and stay to like Shuddy's family planning. Exactly okay. Yeah. Because I'll need you to come home for the dogs <laughs> the following weekend because I'm going to stay in Philly again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. How do I sound? I went back to the old laptop. Better at least. Still really low. God damn it! I I actually think you sound better.
I, he does. You do. I just wasn't trying to. I was just trying to keep you on the MacBook. You're fucking hitting us with that one joke you got. <laughs> that one, yep. That that one single solitary joke. I'm just joking. You got a fucking joke, Arsenal Shuddy. I I I am not taking it personally. You are obviously in a bad mood. No. You're coming in and taking shots right out of the gate. I apologize. A- I apologize. No. <laughs> Shuddy Bear. Let's hug it out. Let's digitally hug it out. <laughs> coming for my fucking throat before I even while I'm talking to my kid with the coughing. Oh, you could hear that the whole time? No, I heard it when I put my AirPods in. I had the, the AirPods. <laughs> I did. The whole time is right. He did play it the entire time. Yeah. I Once I got on and saw you were talking, I, I just, it was basically yeah. a symphony of your cough. Draven just got home from his mother's. Do you guys have Aldi out by you? Um, is that a gas station? No, it's a grocery store. <laughs> uh, I don't. I've heard of it, but I don't. I don't think I've seen one around here. Let's see, that's East Coast, I believe. Maybe even in like the Mid East, perhaps Delaware area. I don't know. Uh-oh. No, I mean they are here, but let's see. Find a store. There are 98 of them in California. Oh, shit. Pope! Alhambra, Altadena. All right, I've been to Alhambra. That's where I grill them Thousand all Oaks. Been to Thousand Oaks. Torrance. Torrance? Long Beach. Ah, only pussies go to Long been Beach. There. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Highland. Yeah, there's a few. You guys, if, if you can get to one, Jack, you need to buy their Reese's, their peanut butter cups. They're better than Reese's? They give Reese's a run for its money. Reese right. PC. Are you, just, are you just holding Reese's in the top spot because of their legacy? Which is fair. Because I fair, love Reese's PCs. These are like, so fucking my- good. I love hot takes, and I would love for you to go on record by saying all these Reese PC cups are better than Reese's. You sound a little no. far away, Jeff. What's up? You sound a little far away. I don't know if it's just me, uh, or maybe it's just in comparison to playing these old drops that were from when you were in person. Reese PC, because I love Reese's PCs. No, my mic was on my my AirPods. I switched it to my my uh, USB port. It sounds better. I am right? a necrophilia. Yes, I am a yes, necrophilia. Yes, it does, Jeff. You did a great job. Thank you. Coming through. We're cleaning up your audio. Nice and clear. Damn Thanks. it! I think I would take the shot Wait. at jizz. Can you guys see my forehead? Sunburn, eh? I'm. It's. I'm losing skin. It's peeling, and it's gross, and it pisses me off. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's good. That means, you know, the sunburn's on its way out. So I'm shedding the, cancer. <laughs> yeah. The peanut butter in the peanut butter cups is not as, like, gritty. 
for lack of a better term, you know how the peanut butter in a Reese's peanut butter cup is a little bit like well, speculous. It's kind of a coin toss, you know. You can either get the uh, the wetter center or the dried out mummy peanut butter in the center of a Reese's. These cup. Are, these are super creamy. I like that. I hate it when you bite into Jeff likes cream in his mouth. Damn it! I think I would take the <laughs> shot of jizz. <laughs> wow, you're really on you're on point at the soundboard today. That I'm was trying. that would almost seem like we had rehearsed that. That <laughs> went so smoothly. <laughs> yeah, I was like a Dudley bomb through a table. <laughs> well, I was just. It, it seems like this the soundboard app likes to put new buttons towards the bottom of the main page. But, like, not the full bottom, three-quarters down. So I just have this cluster of fairly recent drops here that I've been staring at. And just so happens that the shot of jizz was one of them. Yeah, go figure. I got a message on – this is a, a fun uh, Easter egg conversation because not – it. I got a message on Discord from somebody called Three Fingers of Grundle that said, thanks for the – for the screen name, and I have no idea who it is. Well, I mean, that was the title of an episode like two or three episodes ago. Well, I, I understand what the reference is from, Kevin. That's not what I said. Jesus. Right now, shut his piss. Kevin's being stupid. He's fucking coming at me today. This is... Oh, my God. Um, you need to calm down, Shuddy. We Please. are going to be fighting by the end of this. This is going to be a fucking... Hey, whatever. Zuck and whatever. cuck kind of thing did you get the did you get the keeps you two from spit roasting me did you get the the decaf uh ghost face killer coffee shuddy or are you getting the fucking high octane shit i'm not i'm i am drinking my second iced coffee today (laughs) and i'll admit i have not not toned down the caffeine with any marijuana so oh dang i am a little bit amped up I'm, I'm going to have to feed off your energy. I'm I'm dragging ass today. Me and Kevin hung out yesterday and ate like shit. And I think the more I eat like shit, the less energy I have in my older age. Is what? that something you can vouch for, Kevin? Oh, um, your diet playing into your energy levels? Yeah. I mean, yeah, once you're officially middle-aged, you are fighting a fucking current from the second you wake up in the morning. So, I mean, every little bit helps. Coffee, eating a little bit better. Um, I've recently, I mean, recently, two fucking days ago, tried to get back into a little bit of a fitness routine. And I dusted off the exercise bike, doing push-ups, planking, all that stupid shit. Because, like, I don't know. I've heard some chodes on the internet say that exercise gives you more energy. So, here we are, giving it a shot. It does. I just don't want to expend the energy of getting up early to do it. I think dieting is just the most important thing for us, for, for people our age. I didn't like, do I too bad out. yesterday. I, I had I had a healthy breakfast. I ate like shit when we went to the barbecue. And then when I got home, I got a salad. <laughs> I didn't even eat when I got home. I just went to sleep. Well, I watched Grandma's Boy, then I went to sleep. Which, spoiler, JP will not be on the bracket, the comedy movie villain bracket. No, oh, please. Are we going to do the bracket face. today? Is that why you emailed it to us, or was that for us to review? 
I mean, uh, well, both technically. I, I thought the plan was to do it today, but and maybe no, me and Kevin DM no, that I, and didn't loop you in. I, I mean, just the way that you made it sound was that you were still working on it. I'm fine. I looked it over. I am on it. Did any of you respond to my email? No. No, I was in Philly working when you sent it, and I forgot about it. I, oh, don't, I don't agree with some of the seating, that's for sure. I got to be honest, some of the... Yeah, fair enough. I would say some of the seating was a bit random, but there are intentional matchups. Like, I wanted to do it, like, the weapons bracket. I had it, the region, like, specific, you know? And this one, I couldn't really figure that out. But I got up, yeah, I did, like, kind of force some matchups. I also love how you didn't even look up character names for some of them. You just put the actor's name (laughs) in what movie. (laughs) Well, I actually have all of the character names on another sheet and actor names. I just want to make it easier for you guys to, like, read it. Okay. All right. Sure. Sure. You know? All right. Let's kick this off. Let's do this bracket because I I hate it. I hate that one matchup. Wow, I can't wait to hear what uh, what Shuddy Boy hates. Okay, let me get to... Yeah, there's one that I think is really egregious. Okay, there is the show theme. Snoopy Poop Dog! Uh, oh, hold on. Shuddy, can I get record permission? You may get record permission. Oh. And just in case... Permission? Everybody can share their screen if they would like. Oh, let me pull up lemonparty.org. Recording in progress. Fucking narc. There's like a new uh, new website called lemondaddy.com, which I don't even know what it is, but it's being advertised along the side, uh, along the freeway by uh, with a Laker on there, this, this guy, Austin Reeves. So it's like a legit website, but it's just like, do you, you guys understand how close you are here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, any website that starts with lemon, I immediately think when I go there, I'm going to see two dudes, two old guys blowing each other. So yeah, I don't, exactly. luckily I don't care about going to anyone's website who's on the Lakers. So I'm safe there. I can share. It's just, it's just, I, I just, you just told I until you said it, I had no idea what lemonparty.com even was. Oh, did you go? No, no, I just, I, when Kevin <laughs> made, used it as a joke, I was like, that is not something I want to look into. And then when he just said what it was, that was when I learned what it was. I'm on my company computer, so I can't, but I really want to look it up and see if it's like, it's still the same thing. Imagine the, whoever owns that domain I'll and they're just, phone. they're just paying the month, like the yearly fees after all this time just to keep that joke going. I mean, what a fucking champion. What's the joke <laughs> though? It's, it's I like, mean... it was back in the day when you used to just send a link and be like, oh my God, did you see this? Or. You just you would just trick somebody into going there. Oh, okay. or or is lemonparty.org the one where a dude is plowing another dude in the ass in like reverse I guess it would be cowboy style and the penis is just windmilling? 
the guy getting drilled in his ass, his penis is doing the windmill like he's in a death metal band. Or it's the old guys blowing each other. Jeff is laughing hysterically. We're gonna have to let him let him just process this before we find out what is actually on that website. Uh lemon lemonparty.org is still uh operational. <laughs> Which one is it? Is the old guys or the or the dick windmill? It's the old guys. The old guys, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well one old guy on his back. One of them making out with the other one, and the other one sucking the guy off. It's just <laughs> Fuck, dude. Well, so is I don't know why I think this, but is like dot orgs cheaper than dot coms? I don't know. I guess you can dot orgs is supposed to be uh, once once upon a time dot orgs were for nonprofits. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is I a remember. nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, I doubt no, this guy's... that would be illegal if anyone was profiting yeah whoever owns this website I doubt they're making money off of it we gotta get it over to lemonparty.gov oh, that'll be and awesome. I mean I think technically we are not non-profit we would be considered lo- you know losing money yeah what's a business that perpetually bleeds money yeah <laughs> Uh, one of the Trump businesses. It's, Trump stakes. <laughs> it's a Trump loss leader for the most. Uh, <laughs> Still do well. I think I haven't stayed in one. Yeah, we're not nonprofit. We're negative profit. Yeah, yeah I don't think we get a we're special a, website. We're for a that. startup. <laughs> yeah, that's been we're, trying to get off the ground for thirteen years. <laughs> My 12-year anniversary was, like, was last week from my first appearance. Holy shit. I don't even have mine marked down. I, 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 only, know, January. I, I only know because I made sure to do a Facebook status update just before I recorded. So it popped up in my memories. Man. If it weren't Let for me Facebook, see if I can find it. If it weren't for Facebook memories, I would have no memory of anything. Yep. Facebook's about to be shuttered. I think I think Musk and, and Zuckerberg should fight, and whoever wins gets to keep the other person's social media platform. That's a good one. I like that. You know? Put some real stakes up. All right. Trump stakes. <laughs> 11 years ago today, I don't know where the fuck this even was. It's a picture, and it says, L.A. is spoiling me. Oh, farms. nope, 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 nope. This is... Nope, that's lemonparty.org. Uh, no, no, that's the... Uh, fuck you, Pepsi. Uh, that's the Nor- New Orleans food stand at the farmer's market. Oh, hmm. okay. It's like, well... I was like, what the fuck would I be eating in LA that looked like that? But that's the jambalaya yeah, that and red sense. beans and rice. Red beans and rice Kevin, did miss Yeah. Kevin, you've been a New Orleans stand for years, huh? That same day, we also had Roscoe's. Man, I'm going to guess after that, we didn't do much. <laughs> for real, that shit would shut me down. I'd be, I'd be napping. Yeah. Yeah, if you start your day with Roscoe's, that day is, that's a gimme. 
Yeah, it's got to be a football Sunday. Going back straight back to fucking bed. All right, you guys want to do this shit official? Sure. From Los Angeles, California, with the Mad Scientist Party Hour.